Welcome to InfoLinks on the Record. I'm your host, Kurt Teese. And I'm Olivia Winkler. And we are broadcasting live from Nashville, Tennessee at Arma InfoCon 2019. Joining us is Nick Inglis, IGP CIP INFO. We'll have to ask you about that right off the bat. What is INFO? It is Arma's new designation that we are in the process of rolling out for 2020. Oh, wow. It's something that came from the Information Coalition, which was the group I founded with Jim Merrifield. And it is essentially an entry-level designation that is open to everyone at no cost to really cut down on the barrier to entry in this profession so that we can build up the knowledge and skills of folks within our, our profession. So you're executive director at Arma International of content and programming. Yes, indeed. So that title means a lot because <laughs> it is coming very, from the source. It is very broad. Essentially, anything that is public facing, any type of resource from Arma, from our white papers, our webinars, our magazine, the IGP certification, I work with the IGP cert board, and anything that's public facing, including all the incredible education here at Arma InfoCon, that is my incredible team. Well, I want to ask you about the InfoCon that has been added, but it's almost been, what, a year? It's been about a year. Yeah. Well, so it's interesting. So I recently had joined Influence about, at the time we first met, it was about a year ago. I had only been at Influence for about four months. Yeah. And I decided to attend the InfoGovCon like on a whim. We were like, let's try it out. And I remember I met Nick there for the first time. And the conference was such a different vibe because it was such so small, but it was so intimate. And that's where I also met Kurt. And I imagine me like four months into the job, like probably couldn't even tell you what like half the abbreviations mean. Yeah. And there I am, like hanging out with all these VPs, execs, like yeah. big important names in the industry. And now about a year later, here you are, you're the executive director to Arma. I'm here, I'm over a year in InfoLinks and Kurt yeah. now is our vice president of sales. It's all come together. And that was really one of the things that made uh, InfoGovCon such a special event was, yes, it was a smaller event, but it was about 90% high-level folks. It was all the players. Yeah, it was all the executives, about 90% of them, the attendees, were either decision makers or decision influencers of the software solutions and, and services for their organizations. It was really a way that we we're building influence within the community. So yes, small and intimate, but a really, really strong community. And yeah. that's something that Arma saw and said, we need to learn more about how that was working. We started some conversations and merged the organizations. And here I am. So it's been a busy year for you. About the busiest of my life, yeah. I, <laughs> you can see that like, Nick's starting to sweat. He's like, in heart palpitations. <laughs> yeah, it's been a very busy year. So I wanted to step back and talk about how you got here. Yeah. So let's get into the busyness, but first let's talk about where you came from. What okay. built up to this moment and this experience? Yeah, well, I started my career in this profession at a small scanning service provider company that would literally take in boxes of paper 
take out the staples and paper clips, run them through scanners, and then deliver back images at that time of the paper and the records. And that was my first foray here into our profession and then really got involved in the professional development side of this yeah. and aligned closely with AIM at that time with their training offerings. So you have, not only are you in ARMA, but you have a background with AIM. I think I'm the only person who's ever worked for both AIM and ARMA. It's a, yeah. I have a sort of a unique perspective on things because I've seen the best of essentially most of the associations in our space. Sure. And then having created the associations. Yeah. <laughs> and created one. Yeah. You also have to be a member and just join. You got to create your own. Yeah, I got bored, so we start. No. Uh, <laughs> well, I wanted about to have no free time. <laughs> Glutton for punishment over here. So apparently. we have both the Information Governance Conference and yes. the Information Coalition. Yeah, we sort of went about it backwards. Okay. We we thought that a lot of the guidance that that had been out there at the time around information governance wasn't the strongest it could be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we said, well, what would it look like if we brought together all the folks that we know? who have, uh, think similarly around information governance to try and elevate the profession. And we said, well, if we, you know, call all of our, our industry and profession friends and said, hey, we're gonna have a gathering, our first one was in Hartford, Connecticut, what would that look like? Yeah. And Jim and I sat at a coffee shop. Actually, we were at an ARMA conference. Jim Merrifield? Jim Merrifield and I were at an ARMA conference in Las Vegas, sitting over coffee and discussing, what if we brought together our friends in information governance together? How many people do you think we could get? 25, 50 at max? Well, we, we put together this event and over 200 people showed up and we were completely overwhelmed, surprised, but it worked and we realized there's a deep need here yeah. for guidance around information governance. And then after we were running the event for three years, we then backfilled essentially an association, a membership association to support the event and the resources that were coming from pulling together all these brilliant people every year. How do we get that guidance back out to the community so it's not just an event, it was something bigger. We didn't call ourselves an association. We called ourselves a reflection of our community. Yeah. And our resources were not our resources. They were a reflection of the knowledge of our combined community. And that's that's what I, I think we're seeing here is the extension of that. And really, ARMA has an incredible community at the local level. Yeah. We've got these amazing chapters, these amazing regions. But at the international level, we're seeing more of a community feel. And I, I love it. It's And that was sort of the traditional history that ARMA was more of the local chapters, people coming to the conference to compete for chapter of the year, yeah. win awards, but more of a, a looser international organization. AIM was sort of the opposite. Yep. Little less of the, the local, little more of the larger organization. So how did that come about that the, you know, the Reese's peanut butter, the Arma, yeah. <laughs> Infocon, 
Yeah, so Arma had been, uh, I mean, it's no secret, Arma had gone through some tough years. Sure. They revised their mission and vision statement. It was probably March or April of 2018. Is my timing right on that? Yeah, about 2018. Yeah. And I thought it was brilliant. I was like, that's something I can get behind. So I reached out to the then CEO and said, hey, congratulations on the big mission and vision change. That seems like a really great direction. So you're seeing alignment of this movement that you had helped to foster. Yeah, and I, I, I reached out and we started a conversation that sort of just spiraled out of control. We started out saying, maybe we should work on a joint research project together. That'd be really cool to bring together the two communities and the the knowledge of the two communities. Okay, yeah, we should totally do that. We should also maybe work on a joint training, which now is our Essentials of Information Governance training course through ARMA, but let's work on some joint training. And we're like, okay, well, if we're working on that, we're working on this, we've got a whole bunch of other alignment. The then CEO just said, well, uh, you know, what would it look like if we just brought the two organizations together? Yeah. We said, oh, that was not a conversation I was... (laughs) And kudos to her for having that vision. I was not prepared for that conversation (laughs) at all, so it sort of came as quite the surprise, but... At the end of the day, it was what was right for the community and right for our profession. Uh, so here at the show, because we just had lunch in the ballroom, yeah, it was. I mean, seeing all the people, yeah, it looks like we had uh, attendances. Oh, it's up. Yeah, I haven't seen the final numbers, but my guess. You would, can just look around the room. Oh yeah, you you could feel it. I'd put it around probably a ten percent increase. Really? Last year was the first time the conference grew in about 10 years, and it was a modest growth. Sure. This year, I mean, I haven't... Registration is still coming in. We have people sure. just Both showing still up. Counted. Yeah, right now. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not sure what that final number is, but man, it feels like some solid growth. We've sold out our expo space. Well, and we're sitting for those of you yeah. at home. <laughs> Good call. In the, the expo center. So just looking around, I mean, it's just wall-to-wall traffic. So you can feel, and not only that, not only just the, the people, but the, the energy. Yeah. There seems to be a tone shift. People are excited. And yeah, we we sold out all the expo space. We are, the hotel is sold out. One of the largest hotels in the world is this currently is a, sold is out because of Arma. That's mind-boggling, and it's so exciting, and and really. I so think what, what's driving that? What's driving all the energy? You're you, yeah. You're the one bringing the programming, the the content. Well, not just me. We've got an incredible team at Arma. It is a much smaller, leaner, meaner yeah. um, <laughs> Arma than in years past. We've right-sized the organization. We have an incredible team of some brilliant folks, and I really feel like. Arma is back on the right track. So you're in the, the center of the act, that activity. Where's, oh, yeah. the, where's the focus? Where's consistency? Okay. Consistency of our message. In the past, we've we've had sort of uh, because content comes from so many different people with varying opinions. Mm-hmm. There was 
some inconsistency between our guidance. If you read a white paper, it might be different than a publication, might be different than a webinar. We've really spent the last year understanding the arm of you and the arm of viewpoint on the future of our profession and ensuring that every single thing we put out is consistent. We've had some things come in from other sources, people that have written for us in the past, and we've said, you know, that is one view, but it's not our view currently. Yeah. Can we have a discussion and talk about how you came to that? And it's been really interesting to see folks have this realization that Arma's now a thought leader and consistently a thought leader in some, some great ways. One of the things that we did early on when I first got here was start to put forward this new model for information governance, which was something that we had been developing for over five years with the Information Coalition and Information Governance Conference. It's now called the Information Governance Implementation Model. Okay. It's downloadable for free at arma.org slash IGIM. And it's something that we're harmonizing all of our resources to. And sketch that out for us. What does that yeah. model look like? It is a way of understanding information governance from a variety of perspectives. Okay. One of the things that Arma has always been great at is representing the records management point of view. So if you're a records manager coming to information governance, Arma was your place. Yeah. Whether you were on the records management side and we're gonna stay there, or if you're a records manager that is coming to information governance. But we were never the place where folks from outside of records management could come to information governance. We had a lot of vernacular and jargon from the records side that is less understandable and approachable by folks that you know may come from the data world or the IT world or privacy, security. At this point, we're making information governance approachable for all and understandable for all. So that it doesn't matter what sub-discipline to information governance you're coming from, mm -hmm. information governance at Arma is for you. I see. So it's been great to see the broadening of that community. I mean, we're never we're never going to leave behind the records managers. <laughs> we have an incredible community of records managers, and we're going to continue to develop resources for records managers. But we're also creating information governance resources for the information governors, for lack of a better term, no matter where they came from. Well, I was going to say that's actually, I think, a really important shift that you've kind of implemented and your teams helped drive forward because the records management world itself is expanding yes. with, you know, rules like GDPR and CCPA that, you know, we can talk to death, but who's responsible for records and what a records look like has expanded greatly. Oh, very much so. And so I think it's important that, you know, like you're making the distinction that ARM is not going to be the place for whatever your discipline, whatever your industry, you can learn what you need to learn at ARMA. Exactly. At, at, ARMA is the largest community of information professionals in the world. It doesn't matter what type of information professional you are, ARMA is for you. Nick, you have an interesting role within this organization, and there is a spirit of not only innovation, but entrepreneurship yep. with everything that you have done, which is really breathing a lot of life at a critical time into this organization. 
Where does that come from? What is your background that is giving you this? I don't think I want to take the credit on that. I think it's being able to foster a vision among the ARMA team. If you set the, the end goal yeah. for folks and you give them the vision, and then you give them the space for them to find the best way to get towards that vision, you're much better off than having a single person saying prescriptively, this is how we're going to do it. I see. So kudos to our incredible team who is, you know, with this freedom saying, here's where we're trying to get to. How do you think we should get there? There have been some things that I wouldn't think of ever, but have been wild successes for Arma. Yeah, that's, it's been great. So, take me back to young no. Nick Inglis. <laughs> I don't know that we wanted to do that. What, what were you doing growing up? Did you have a newspaper route? Like, what led to all of this? Uh, I was a music theater major in college. Oh, seriously? Yeah, music theater major with a religion Can minor. You sing? Yes, but not on the record. <laughs> All right, so now the, now we got to trace this whole tra trajectory. So, musical theater, entrepreneurship, yeah, aim in there, InfoGov, Arma. So connect the dots. I love fixing problems. Were you in like plays and productions? And oh stuff? yeah, like what kind of stuff? I mean, my first production, I was probably ten or eleven, was uh, Oliver. Oliver. And I got cast as Oliver. No kidding. And yeah, it was a, a regional theater company, and I That's won. That's a big role. Yeah, it was. It was fun. I ended up. I won a, a regional. It was called an EMACT award, the Eastern Massachusetts Actors of Community Theater, which oh is my gosh. basically a regional Tony. Wow. I, I, I haven't talked about this in years. This, this is, is so fun. <laughs> well, Nick, from all your previous roles, aside from the musical theater, you, yeah. uh, one common thread has been your leadership. And, you know, yeah. from looking at your volunteerism and kind of how you get your hands dirty, you really dig into these problems, you help solve these problems. Why has leadership, and, you know, why has that been such a key piece? I think it's fun. I love just, you know, I, I do... Pass the time with the musical theater, the energy and... Well, yeah, it's, it's exciting to, like, find a challenge and unpack it. The feeling when you solve that big challenge is incredible. One of the things that a lot of folks don't know, when I was running the Information Coalition, I also did some political consulting work. Oh, is that right? Rhode Island became one of the uh, second or third state in the country to offer community college tuition free to every graduating high schooler. I was the lead lobbyist for that bill. Okay. Um, so I, I worked on that. I serve on the Providence Ethics Commission. How did, how did you come to call Providence home? I worked for Bank of America for about five years right. and I came from the Fleet Bank side. So they were headquartered in Boston and had a huge office uh, in Providence, I worked out of Lincoln, Rhode Island for years. I, this was, you know, I, I say the scanning service provider was my first, like, real job in this profession. Yeah. But I was there when Bank of America launched their online application for investments. And I got to see the process of, and the flow of information behind that, along with all of the compliance requirements and 
I mean, it wasn't my project, but I played an ancillary role, and that was fun. So you saw the transformation, the changes in that industry. Oh yeah, it was happening. Level. I mean, it was unfolding as I was there. I mean, that was not my project, but I was there um, a part of that team. When it, the time came to uh, pick a career path, this seemed like a logical one for me. There are a lot of people doing information governance. They may not even call it information governance, but they're doing information governance. And it feels like this is the future of, our, of information, is information governance, and we're defining a new profession. How cool is that? Yeah. It's so much, it's cool to be sort of on the ground floor of something that is, I mean, look around us. It's growing like crazy. So it's a broad vision. And by the time this, this airs, we will have packed up from the, the conference. I'll be sleeping. You'll be sleeping, <laughs> recovering from uh, everything you've accomplished here. So give us a window into where we're headed. What's that next year going to look like? Well, we're going to have continued changes to the arma.org website to continue to make our resources more approachable. We did a, a big change in the menu structure and we launched topical pages. So pages that really align all of our resources around a topic. So if you're interested in learning about information governance, you can now go to a page and you will see all of ARMA's resources, the latest and greatest from ARMA on, on information governance. Document management, go find ARMA's latest and greatest resources on document management, records, etc. And we're looking to expand that across more topics so that really it doesn't matter which aspect of information you're looking to solve within your organization, you can find what you're looking for here at ARMA. Okay. Some of the other things we'll see, one of the big things that we're working on right now is an ARMA preferred solution provider accreditation. Okay. Uh, there are, with any growing profession, a lot of vendors in this space, a lot of new vendors. The ARMA Preferred Solution Provider Accreditation, we've had so many vendors coming into the space, what we want to do is upskill and up-knowledge all of the workers within those business partner organizations. Oh, yeah. So the info designation really serves as a way that we can make knowledge in this profession approachable for anyone, whether you've been in your job for a week or you've been in it for years, it's a very broad designation. And I keep using the word designation instead of certification because mm -hmm. for this one, you won't have to go to a, a testing center. You do it on your own computer. That has less gravitas, if you will. But for the folks that we're targeting with this, they're not looking for gravitas at this point in their career. When they're ready, they can take the IGP exam and that's where they gain their gravitas. They can take the CRM from- So this isn't just a status set of letters to add to your titles. This really is a, a operational, functional exactly. designation. And when a, a business partner has enough folks with either the info designation or the IGP, they can apply to become an ARMA preferred solution provider. Okay. And it's our way of conveying to the community that this is a business partner that has a set of knowledge that we recognize. So take us into the future. So we just reflected on everything that's happened in this last year when yeah. the three of us were together. That's a lot. Where do you see next year when we're sitting down having our next recap? 
at uh, in in Detroit. In Detroit, yes. Okay. Uh, or Detroit. 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 I think they put the heavy emphasis on the D. Okay. The Detroit. Detroit. I, I, I'll start practicing that. Yeah, now. it's gonna take me a while because I've always said Detroit, <laughs> where it's the uh, soft D. <laughs> But yeah, I expect to be incredibly tired still. There's lots of work to do. I expect that we're gonna see continued growth. Right now, Arma is in a breakneck massive growth phase. We're doing things differently and it seems to be resonating, which is, which is great. Well, it's gonna be exciting to be part of that journey. Oh. We, we appreciate uh, seeing everything that you have done in the organization, now we know where all the, the theatrics come from. It's <laughs> my music theater it's, background. It's your music theater background. Now it all it all comes together. So we appreciate you sharing with us. We're so excited to to be a part of it and to continue to watch things flourish. An absolute honor, Kurt and Olivia. Thank you for having me on. It's very appreciated. And to our when we're all growing, everybody's growing. So, to the future. To the future. To the future. Thanks, Nick. Thank you.